Broadway Sword Podcast, the hockey podcast that talks about Buffalo Sabres and New York Rangers hockey, hosted by John Scuza. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Broadway Sword Podcast. I am your host, John Scuza, and today we are going to talk about some Really good hockey for the Rangers. Some exciting hockey picking up overtime shootout and even regular and and regulation wins for the Rangers, even after taking a very very sluggish bad loss to a way weaker team. And but we also are going to talk about some more negative stuff as the Sabers are on a slide and not doing well recently. It, you know this past week, so we're going to start there. Sabers kind of on a slide. 4-5-1 in their last 10 games, 4 wins, 5 losses, 1 overtime loss. And this past week in the 5 games since my last episode of the podcast, they have 3 regulation loss, 1 overtime loss, and 1 regulation win. That's not good for a team that is sitting out on the bubble and really trying to find their way and maybe sneak themselves into a playoffs against you know older teams that are starting out, that are in the bubble there with them as well. Not looking good. Now, mind you, they're young, they're inexperienced. It's gonna come with age. Next year is probably the year where they're gonna they are gonna flourish, and they're going they're gonna they're gonna take the league by storm. And I, Atlantic teams next year, you better watch out. That's a team to watch out for. But some some tough losses for the Sabers. I mean, so we're gonna start. So the 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 end of the back to back for the Sabres at home after the 4-0 loss to the Philadelphia Flyers in very bad, embarrassing fashion, I like what I called a throwaway game. You take on the Seattle Kraken, who have had a great season so far, and you lose 4-3. Not terrible. I mean, you know, losing is always bad, but when you stay in the game and you go kind of go tit for tat for them and they were just able to, you know, take a 4-2 lead, early in the third period and you just weren't able to claw yourself back into the game you know that happens that's that's gonna happen to any hockey team it happens to the rangers it happens to tampa it happens to colorado the defending stanley cup champions it happens to everybody that's tough it's a tough loss that seattle team has really found themselves they're really clicking they're having a better season so but on a more negative note for the sabers that's a team you got to beat even though they're in the western conference that's a team that in the standings if you were you know in the same conference that's a team you're going to be battling for a playoff spot and that, those are crucial two points and we're in the second half of the season where two points is going to be more crucial you can't some some of these teams you can't take to overtime you have to pick up those two points in regulation some way somehow because it will bite you in the butt later on in, down the line when you're in game like 75 and you're neck and neck with like Pittsburgh for that final wildcard spot. But the only reason they're ahead of you is because they have more regulation wins than you do. Because you can't beat teams in regulation and have to go to overtime to beat them. I mean, the Rangers had the same problem recently. But they're also in a better position than the Sabres are currently. And then the the bad luck continues a little bit more as they kind of get goalied against the Winnipeg Jets. Connor Hellebuck is a fantastic goaltender for 
the Winnipeg Jets. I mean, he already has 22 wins on the season. He has 22 wins, 11 losses, one overtime loss, a 2.14 goals against average, which is really good, especially in the modern NHL, and a .924 save percentage, which is really, really good. Connor Hellebug is uh, definitely a top 10, I would even arguably say a top 5 goaltender in the league. That is, you know, that takes a backseat to those the those good goaltenders that everybody talks about. Ilya Sorokin of the New York Islanders, Andre Vasilevsky of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and of course Igor Shesterkin of the New York Rangers. And even Carter Hart's name has been tossed out there, you know, even though he's had an up and down career with the Philadelphia Flyers. But Hollabug is a, definitely a fantastic goaltender, and he stole, he helped steal this game for the Winnipeg Jets against the Sabres. And he like he made some key saves late in the game to keep the Sabres out of it, but there was also s- mistakes made. The Sabres were going tit for tat again, you know. Winnipeg takes the lead for in the first period. Victor Olsen ties it, and then Josh Morrissey takes the lead or gives the lead back for Winnipeg. Tyson Jost ties the game. Who's been you know actually on a side note, Tyson Jost has been playing really well for the Sabres of late, putting up points in recent games. And not even just he's not a big point scorer, but he's definitely a guy that you're starting to notice and you hear his name more and more on the broadcast. So that's a guy, Saber fans. That if you really haven't noticed, you should start noticing him. He's a very good role guy, and I think he'll play a key part going forward in this season and maybe even in the future. So, but mistakes were made. You give up a breakaway to Kyle Connor, who is a fantastic hockey player himself, who scores his 21st goal of the season, gets a breakaway, scores, takes the lead. And then they just add on with an empty nutter and seal the victory. And, you know, you just, you can't lose that you know you can't you know that's again uh, that's a game that Winnipeg is having a really good year and I mean you played respectively but again if the Sabres really have playoff aspirations as does all teams doesn't matter if you're good bad and in between you 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 gotta you gotta stay competitive which they did not denouncing that but you, you you gotta that's a team you have to take to overtime. I know I just said you can't keep winning, but that's against teams that are like bubble teams like you, like Seattle, like Pittsburgh, like Washington, like the Islanders, like the Florida Panthers, and we'll get to the Panthers in a minute. But, you know, Winnipeg, that's a team you need to at least steal a point from because that's a really good team, even if you lose in overtime. But that's one extra point in the standings that you can go up, and they're not in your conference. I know I just contradicted myself, but... It's a difference, like there's, you know, when you, like I said, bubble teams, teams that are about your level, you got to steal those two points completely. Better teams than you, you need, you need to get as many, get as many points as you can. Doesn't matter if it's an overtime loss or a win, overtime, an overtime shootout regulation. And so, but, and I mean the Sabers did learn that and they took that into Nashville on Saturday and they won 5-3. They had a strong third period to snap their three-game losing streak, which is which is good. You, you, that's good. You want to snap these losing streaks and you hope to get back in the winning way. You have a strong third period. Victor Olsen is still fantastic on the power play. He's got four power play goals. Guy is a power play machine. You know, guy, he is definitely reliable 
on the power play for the Sabres. And that's what you need. You need a reliable guy that's going to score on the power play. And hopefully he can, you know, start producing more five-on-five. And hopefully that will translate into maybe the Sabres hanging on to him and not getting rid of him like rumors have said of him getting, you know, being moved. And then, so Nashville, Western Conference bubble team, supposedly. You know, so that's, again, two points. Regulation, perfect. That's the game you need to win. But then you return home on Martin Luther King Day and lose 4-1 to the Florida Panthers, who is another bubble team. That is, again, is a team that's right above the Sabres in the standings in the Atlantic, in the wild card, and you lose 4-1 on your home ice. And you can't do that. you got to hang with teams like this. I know this is this, this Florida team's underachieving. They should be better than what their record and their points say, but and even their goal differential. But... You have to. You got to stay. You got to stay competitive in those games. Those games that are where you're playing teams that are equal to below you. You need to beat, and that's the problem. Is you lose to Florida four to one on home ice. Can't hang with them. You take. They take care of you pretty easily. Then you go into Chicago the next night, and you blow a three one lead in the third period and lose four three in overtime. To a team that is in the in the running to get the number one overall pick in Connor Bedard, that can't happen. You need to go into Chicago. Yes, a back to back is tough, especially from when you're traveling from Buffalo to Chicago. Not I'm not saying that's you know that that, that didn't play it probably a slight factor, but you have to have to. I don't care if it's three two. 3-3 three, three, and you somehow find that fourth goal late in the third period. You have to take two points out of Chicago. You can't go into overtime. And that's that's kind of, you know, that's the main point of this 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 port this portion of the the podcast and talking about Saber. You have to take care of business against inferior opponents or somebody that is your equal. And blowing a three-one lead in the third period to a team that is like again in the running for the number one overall pick, most likely this off season, and is going to sell big pieces off like Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze. You can't you can't throw a stinker up like that. It, you know, a point's a point, but still, that's not a team you should be getting one point from. If you got one point against the Tampa Bay Lightning. A team that's you know, uh, you know, one of the top teams in the league. That's different. That's different. I get that. You know, it's like you're a young team, and don't get me wrong, they're young. They're still inexperienced. They're still learning. They still need time to develop. Like I said earlier, they're going to develop, and they're gonna get better as team as time goes on. It's just the waiting game, and I know it's impatient. I know it's getting impatient because the Sabers have not seen the playoffs in a, since a, 2011. But you have to get those points. You have to. You have to. You have to. Those, even if you don't make the playoffs, you got to put some pressure on the Islanders, the Penguins, the Capitals, the 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 Panthers. Heck, even the Flyers are starting to surge a little bit. You got to put pressure on those teams. 
and distance yourself from teams behind you, but also put pressure on those teams in front of you. Because the more pressure you put on those teams in front of you, the more likely that they might falter because a lot of these teams in front of them are a lot older. And then the Sabres are probably the youngest team in that in the mix there. You're putting pressure. They might falter. The age might show. And you might get a playoff spot. And that's that's what's that's what the Sabres need. They just need to put pressure on teams in front of them. Like I said, long story short, like I've said multiple times, beat the teams equal to you and below you. Do your best to play, stay competitive against teams better than you. That's it. One other thing, if they are going to do make make somewhat of a splash, please, for the love of God, go get a goaltender. You need a goaltender. Eric Comrie and Craig Anderson ain't cutting it now. And UPL, I that poor kid's development has been stunted and it's just not looking good. You gotta go get a you gotta go get a, a legit guy. You really do. When Craig Anderson, who is forty one years old, leads your goals against average with a two seven eight, and he doesn't play every night because he's forty one years old, you need to go get somebody. Eric Comrie is not cutting it with a three six seven goals against average, and Lukanen is definitely not cutting it. Especially he's young again. He's young, but his I think his stunt. His growth and development as a player is stunted because you know he's in the NHL, he's in the AHL, he's in the NHL, he's in the AHL. He's hurt this. It, you got to go get a goalie. I know Devin Levi is on his way potentially or the goaltender from Michigan whose name escapes me at the moment. It's... You have to go get if you if you want to do a short term, you want to make a you want to make your fan base happy, you want to do something, you're in that mix. Go get a goaltender. You don't have to go make the big splash. Maybe go get somebody that's a fringe goaltender that you could use that's uh, that you know, strike while the iron's hot kind of goalie almost. You know, maybe maybe you find a goalie that's uh like a fringe starter that needs a change of scenery. You might pick that guy up and just run with him. And that wouldn't be a bad thing for the Sabres. It really wouldn't. So the upcoming schedule for the Sabres is two home games and an away game. Thursday, they will take on the Islanders. Saturday, they will take on the Anaheim Ducks. And Monday, they will travel to Dallas to take on the Dallas Stars. Now on to the fun part and the exciting part. The New York Rangers. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Let me backtrack. Currently, the Sabres sit fifth in the Atlantic with a 21-19-3 record and that 45 points. And they are currently three, or I'm sorry, five points out of a playoff spot. They are chasing the Florida Panthers, who have 47 points, the New York Islanders, who have 15 points, and the Pittsburgh Penguins, who also have 50 points. Now on to the Rangers. The Rangers, like I said, picked up three key victories, one in a shootout, one in overtime, which that overtime game we'll get to. That was a heck of a game, and there's a lot of excitement around that one. And a regulation win and a very sluggish blah loss to a team that not good. Another team that's in the running to, you know, get a high draft pick. So we'll start here. Rangers pick up a 4-3 win against Minnesota as they welcome back Ryan Reeves for the first time since he had been traded away from the New York Rangers. Very sad. You know, I liked Ryan Reeves. I thought he was a great locker room presence, and I thought he was a, a force to be reckoned with with the Rangers team, and I was very saddened to see him get traded away. 
So the Rangers start out not so good. Fall down 2-0 to Minnesota. Great Minnesota team with Zuccarello and Kaprizov leading the way. And they fall down 2-0. And it was ugly. Very ugly. And then they all of a sudden, they woke up. In the second period, they woke up. Keandre Miller with a great goal that was set up by Jimmy VC, And, you know, like... You know, Miller just like st- has really started to come into his own as an offensive defenseman using his big body to drive the net and put these pucks in. But anywho, and then Adam Fox with an amazing wrist shot ties the game in two in the second period and a whole new game going into the third period. And But then former Ranger Zuccarello or Matt Zuccarello scores early in the third period. Minnesota's up 3-2. And, and I thought, oh no, here we go again. Uh, odd period, Rangers are going to fall apart. Nope, Phil Pedal, great wrist shot, you know, on a really, really broken play where everything was like all over the place, finds the back of the net, ties the, ties the game for the Rangers in the back half of the third period. We're going to overtime. Overtime solves nothing. We go to the shootout. Capo Caco scored one of the weirdest goals, and you could see it on his face. After he scored it, he basically came down on Marker Andre Fleury, bobbled the puck, and somehow squeaked it by him. And you could see after he scored the just the disgust look on his face because that's what it took to score. He is he is putting up points in bunches, but the poor kid is snake bit. And I have seen that kid hit so many posts and just miss just miss by millisecond or like millimeters. Hitting the post, just missing the net, just whiffing, and the poor kid is snake bitten. And you're just, and I'm really hoping he starts to like, he's gonna break out. And when he breaks out, it's gonna be, and it, it, words can't describe it. It's gonna be fantastic to watch. It's gonna be great hockey. And the minute he breaks out, hopefully Lafreniere breaks out with him, and hopefully Hedo can stay healthy and he can break out with him too. Because guess what? Keandre Miller's already broke out. Looks like he's about to break out. And Adam Fox is uh, making a case for his second Norse, you know, his second Norse season where he can win, you know, best defenseman twice in three years. You know, hopefully he will be the the trailblazer to break out the rest of the kids. And that, then after that, that Rangers team is going to be a force to reckon with. I'm telling you. Quote me. I don't care. Force to be reckoned with. And then Panera, but, you know, Back forth, back forth, Panarin, you know, game winner, absolutely gorgeous goal. Deeks, Mark Andre Fleur completely out of the net, you know, makes him roll around and flop, scores, Rangers win. Now on to a game against Dallas where they won 2 1 in overtime, where they did not do, or they played really well. One bad mistake, one bad change by Barkley Goodrow, and it's 1 0 Dallas on the power play by Tyler Sagan. No other scoring throughout the rest of the game. And then all of a sudden, Keandre, the Rangers are pushing, pushing in the final minute of the third period. And Keandre Miller puts one home for his second goal. You know, you know, two goals in two games. And just crowd erupts. And then all of a sudden, the rain, all that momentum that Dallas had and Jake Ottinger, who was having a fantastic night in net, gone because the minute overtime started the rangers just 
dominated. They went down. Adam Fox, Deke, Jake Ottinger out of his crease. Put it home. Rangers win 2-1. And the Garden is going ballistic because they just watched probably like the best five minutes of hockey they had ever seen the Rangers play in some time. And it was just the offensive defenseman after offensive defenseman just scoring and keeping this team alive and finding that depth scoring that this this team needs when the top six is not scoring and like i said adam fox i think is going to win the norris this year this guy you know everybody talks about kale mccarr and i will even make a case for rasmus dowling honestly your front two your two front runners should be adam fox and rasmus dowling don't get me wrong cal mccarr is a great guy and you know i try to catch as many avalanches games as i can but the fox is playing out of his mind and so is darlene and i think those are my top two front runners for the norris this year and then they on sunday they throw up a, they throw up a stinker they lose to montreal they look slow they look sluggish you know that that happens you know, people were getting upset. They're like, how could we lose to Montreal? You know, Montreal's not a good team. They're a team that's, you know, in the bottom half of the league, you know, in in the running for a high draft pick in this upcoming draft. But everybody has that. Colorado's lost to Chicago. Tampa Bay has lost to, like, Montreal as well. You know, those games happen. They just happen. It It is what it is. You just you have to move forward. And but they turn around on Monday and win three one against Columbus Blue Jackets. Two great periods of hockey where the Rangers just dominate up an opponent that was inferior to them. I you know this Columbus team that brought in Johnny Gaudreau on a very enormous contract just had uh I just have not looked good all year and a lot of flaws are showing and the Rangers take care of business in Columbus win three one and. That's what you need. And like I said, like I was talking about the Sabres, the Rangers, for the most part, are taking care of business against teams that are as equal to them or as equal or worse than them currently. And if the Sabres can do that same thing, they'll be, they will probably have just as much success as the Rangers. And of course, you got to steal a couple good games. I mean, the Rangers have a really tough schedule coming up. They have the second hardest remaining schedule in the league, only behind the Montreal Canadiens. And that's that's a tough road. I mean, their their upcoming schedule is against playoff team after playoff team after playoff team. I mean, you got Boston on Thursday, you got Florida on Monday. Next Wednesday, you travel to Toronto, and then the following Friday, you're you're going to Vegas. And I mean, you get a nice week off. Be you get a nice week off before you get back. You get back in the saddle, but and you start taking on some more Western Conference foes, but. F F five F four game stretch right there. That's that's a tough one. Boston is having a fantastic season. Florida is a bubble, an underachieving team that's looking to get back to where they were last year. Toronto's having another good season. Vegas is having a good season despite all their injuries. That's a stretch of games. If you can win three three games, that's successful. Even splitting is I can I can stomach that, but that's a stretch that's going to show what the Rangers are truly made of. So next week, like I said, Boston on Thursday, Florida on Monday, both at home. And hopefully the Rangers can pick up some more points. Currently they are 25, 13, and 7. 
in the as their record. They are fifty seven point. They have fifty seven points, and they currently sit third in the Metro as they still chase the New Jersey Devils and the Carolina Hurricanes. They sit four points back of the Devils and five points back of the Carolina Hurricanes. That is it for this episode of the Broadway Story Podcast. Thank you for listening. Please tell your family, friends, whoever you can tell about this podcast. I really, really would love to grow it and create better content for all my listeners. Alrighty, thank you. I'll see you on the next one.